0: We're supposed to be having a fiesta. What's this?
1: Spurs Nation, my international amigos of Spurs Nation, how are you doing this afternoon? Wherever you are in the world, I hope you're having a wonderful day. Today we got a great episode for you. you. Got the guys from SSPN, got Ethan Quintero and Jude McLaren in the house. We're gonna be talking about the Spurs roster. Uh, If you want to check out their YouTube channel, it's in the description below. All right. So if you're jumping in right now, check the link in the description below and it'll take you right to their channel. Just remind you guys that we're trying to get to 2000 subscribers by August 7th, as well as trying to chip away at as many Patreon members that we can get by then. So when you become a member, you get entered in giveaways, you get behind the scenes access to the show, you get voting power, whatever level you want to subscribe to. I appreciate it. It goes a long way to help support the show. Uh, we got a original Spurs Fiesta logo painting by artist, uh, Valley Artist 66 on Instagram. He's working on that for me. I'm going to have it out soon for you guys. And uh, if you want to be interested in giveaways like that, check out the link in the description below to the Patreon. All right, let's get on with the show.
0: Two, one, zero, and liftoff. We're supposed to be having a fiesta! Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, What's this. this? supposed to be having
1: a fiesta if you love talking spurs basketball you like spurs basketball film rooms you're in the right place we got ethan quintero and jude mclaren from sspn again their link to the their youtube channel is in the description below to go ahead and check that out boys how are you guys doing today i'm great and thanks for having me on
2: yeah i'm good as well i'm, I'm just blessed to be here my guy
1: no man hey we're all spurs nation like we were saying even if you're from texas state a Roadrunner can forgive that you know we're all we're all silver and black and and hey we're fiesta we bleed fiesta colors now too um hey man so let's get off you know just starting about you guys i want you know my listeners to know a little bit more about you guys where you're from and kind of why you started sspn um which again i'm a big fan of you guys if you like my channel go check out the link in the description below make sure to subscribe to their channel but why did you guys start SSPN and just tell, tell my viewers a little bit about yourself?
2: Well I think Ethan can start it off because he, he <laughs> actually sent me the sent me the text to kind of get this thing going so you can you can tell that story my guy
3: uh, yeah it was kind of a spontaneous thing uh, I texted Jude a while back probably at the beginning of this semester maybe February ish time and uh, I've been watching all the Spurs games all season long and I would have all these thoughts about the team and, and stuff like that that I would look you know talk to myself in the shower basically about and I always knew that Jude was a big Spurs fan and we had always had great discussions because we worked together um at the local radio station for our college KTSW and uh, we would always talk about DeJounte Murray, Keldon Johnson you know the future of this team so I, I texted him and I was like hey man just for fun you want to start this Spurs YouTube channel and talk about each game afterwards maybe have a mm-hmm. podcast episode at the end of the week and uh just discuss the team in general, and it's kind of grown a little bit, and we're having a great time doing it.
1: Awesome.
2: Yeah, I mean that's really that 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 he he sums it up kind of perfectly there. I mean we had a we had a little bit of a a little bit of a delay kind of in the middle because Ethan's actually a a super talented a filmmaker himself. So thanks, man, appreciate he, it. He he went out did that, and then really that's when we started going hard on these these off season um, positional breakdowns. It was just kind of an e- idea that I had out of the whim. And then now, you know, those, those did really well and, and everybody seemed to really like them. So, I mean, once again, I'm blessed and just happy.
1: You know what, man? I think it was a great choice for y'all's channel because it's a young channel. And I think starting off by breaking down our roster for next season is, is a great place to start. And so those of y'all that are watching, when you go to their channel, they have a positional breakdown for each position, a video for each position, right? And we're assessing the guys who are on contract now for the most part. Um, which I really enjoyed, man. Um, I saw that you guys just dropped your center video. It was it was yesterday? Yes. Um, yes sir. I've never thought of Drew at the four and Jacob at the five. You know, uh, Jude. But I'll I'll be honest, I don't hate it. Hey, that that, that lineup can be effective. I think in certain scenarios and certain uh, games that call for it playing against bigger guys. Um, but. You know, I really like those videos and I kind of want to gauge you guys after doing the whole, you know, positional breakdown series that you've completed. I th- is it completed now? Yes. You're going to do yes, any sir. more on that? OK, so where like what are y'all's temperature? Like one, how confident do you feel about these guys and then how competitive can you expect them to be? And, you know, just where, what's your take on all that for next season? Do you want to go first, Jude, or should I?
2: You, you, you can go, my guy. <laughs> uh, all
3: right. Um, honestly, I'm I'm happy with our roster. I think that everyone this year, for the most part, met expectations and in some cases surpassed expectations. Mm-hmm. And looking forward into next season, while I'm hopeful, I still I got to stay um, true to what I believe in. I don't know if we're going to improve all that much, especially if we lose our veterans. I can see ourselves probably staying in that – uh, play in tournament range, eight, nine, or 10, and, and staying competitive as we always are. We never want to tank, mm-hmm. and our team is always full of tough guys that play defense and play hard-nosed ball. Um, so I expect improvements from our young core, especially with Keldon and DeJounte and Derek. Having a healthy Derek will go a long way. Maybe we'll get surprised having him mm-hmm. there the whole season, hopefully knocking on wood that nothing goes wrong.
0: Mm-hmm. Um.
3: But in all honesty, I still think that we're we're still going to be improving and building that those using those building blocks to eventually get back to the playoffs. But playing tournament range is where I see ourselves next season.
2: What do you think, Jude? So I mean, <laughs> I don't mean to just piggyback off Ethan, but but I agree with what a lot of he said. Um, mm-hmm. I really think that our peak next year, unless there's some crazy free agency move where we you know use mm-hmm. that forty million and and mm-hmm. end up making a you know a big trade for a star right now with this youth, this young roster, right around seven and eight, I feel like is our peak, you know, maybe lower. um, If you know, maybe we just kind of run with the young guys this year just to see, you know, who's got, um, who's got it and who doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, But just really, for the most part, I mean, you know, it's a young team, I'm just excited that we're kind of, after the whole Kawhi Leonard situation, and you'll hear me talk about this on SSP and a lot, it's there's so much that still stems from the Kawhi situation with our current roster. Even mm-hmm. like Rudy Gay, for example, right? But um, I think that just kind of all the vets, even if we end up bringing some back, um, just having all of the vets on expiring contracts allows us to have a little bit more freedom with our roster and really structure it um, and tailor it to the guys that we have committed to, like a Derek White or a DeJounte Murray.
1: You know what? I, I'm right with you guys there on, on Derek White. He was really the the big missing piece to this season. Um, from what we saw from him in the bubble, everyone knows how spectacular he played in those eight games. But it was really about the change of offense, the the change of style, the change of role for him. I think, you know, we he shot a lot of threes this season, You know more than he even did. He, he shot about in 30 some games that he played, you know, he shot some more than threes and some of these other guys that were on the roster almost the whole year. You know what I mean? So it was just kind of obvious that their, their plans included him. And mm-hmm. I I'm a big believer in, in um, I don't know if you guys would, would agree in the Spurs playing the guys who they pay. In other words, you know, before they give Lonnie this opportunity to go and show that he's better than everybody, it's like Rudy Gay, who we pay $13 million to is going to have to prove that he's not you know, like, like up to par to take those minutes. And I don't think any of the young guys ever really did that throughout the season. They showed flashes here and there, but was there anybody, is there anyone that is on the roster right now that you can see taking that jump uh, to, to some type, maybe fringe all-star level um, next season besides Derek White. Cause I think we all kind of expect it from Derek White. So we kind of got a little bit of that for, from DeJounte this year. I think DeJounte took a huge jump in, in just his, his consistency, right? Um, mm-hmm. But anyone else on the roster right now that can can absorb all this opportunity and maybe surprise some people? Um, Jude, I'm gonna throw it to you first.
2: Okay, so I think the first person that comes to my mind actually is just in the kind of archetype that you're talking about is Dejounte, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're paying him 16 million. He's the guy who really needs to be there, and all he needs is consistency. In my opinion, there were so, there were like I guess it was only two, but it still feels like so many games last mm-hmm. year where he would get in rhythm. Just easy dribble him down, pull up mid-range jumper from the free throw line. He's got, you know, the the height as well as the um the, the wingspan to get it over, guys, even if they've got a little bit of a height advantage on him. Mm-hmm. So we saw him go for 20 twice, right? In the first yeah. half, and just go cold. But at the same time, DeJounte still last year, first player ever in Spurs history to average 15, 7, and five. Yeah. So, you know, we're so hard on him because of how long he's been and how how long he's been here and how long he's been playing yeah. consistently in the starting role. But really, I mean, he's making history continuing, too. So that could be our guy. And then if you want to go with somebody else who's not getting paid, I mm-hmm. think it's definitely Kelvin Johnson. Um, mm-hmm. if, especially if he can kind of adapt to those the, the midseason adjustments that teams made against him in that yeah. second half, which made him a little bit out of rhythm. If he can adjust to that and even get stronger than he already is, and now you know we, we've talked about it, he'll probably be playing a little bit more three next year, mm-hmm. um, we assume. It, that yeah, is well- a guy... Who right, we yeah, hope. Yeah, that is yeah. that is a guy that could yeah. that could make a jump as well, I believe.
1: You know, it's a good point with DeJounte when you were doing the the point guard uh in your series, you had him and Trey Jones, I believe, as you're really the only two point guards that were that were gonna be there. And I have been thinking the same thing ever since the season ended. I'm like, man, DeJounte was really good for like a few games. He just torched torched a team and a half. I forgot what team it was, man, but he went for 20 and a half. And I'm like, all right, the knock on DeJounte is can he do anything here in the second half? And sure enough, man, he didn't. He gets a little, to me, I think he gets a little too passive. Like, all right, I've done my job. I did my job early. Now I'm going to be a little bit more. Now I'm going to um, just play defense, play defense, get DeMar the rock. It's DeMar time, you know, whatnot, and just kind of take a back seat where it's like, hey, man, when you're in the driver's seat, we're actually pretty dang good. Um, <laughs> Ethan, what do you think?
3: Uh, I mean, DeJounte Murray is definitely the safest bet, in my opinion. I saw an Instagram post today, or it might have been yesterday, saying that he could potentially uh, be like a 20-7-7 and 7, 7 guy next year, um, which is a bigger jump from 15-7-5. But I think he's definitely capable of it, as far as being that fringe all-star that you were talking about.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, and outside of Keldon Johnson, someone that I think can take a bigger jump, uh, which I actually thought would take a big jump this year, and he did, but not as, not as big as I think most Spurs fans wanted him to. And that's Lonnie Walker, the fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, I think not having DeMar there, like you said, and even Rudy Gay and Patty Mills, potentially, yeah. like we don't know for sure. But given mm-hmm. that, assuming that they won't be there next year, yeah. that opens up Lonnie Walker to be able to be that scorer that he is. He won't be deferring to those veterans. He can really take it upon himself to be that next Manu Ginobili type player for us and (laughs) maybe not all-star level, but definitely a big improvement from Lonnie Walker.
1: You know what? That's, it's not a crazy comp to comp into Manu and I, I can see it very much in the role in the instance of like their role. They're not the same player. They can do a little bit of the same type of things, but it's the role of like, Hey, come in, handle the ball primarily, you know, for for the most part, you know, you're in control of when the, the second unit, I think Lonnie would thrive in that situation mm-hmm. and i feel like the situation has to be right for lonnie to thrive um because yeah he was one of mine that that disappointed me this season i i know you guys you guys said that the probably i forgot which one of you guys said that the biggest disappointment <laughs> was probably trey lyles yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's good i was like well yeah i mean i uh, shoot man i was like in the beginning of the year i was like trey's gonna be so important his shooting mm-hmm. is spacing the floor the small ball application you can use him with in some of these lineups He's, he's a great pastor. He's unselfish. I just, I just saw it all kind of going his way. Mm-hmm. And wow, were we wrong. <laughs> wow, were we wrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. absolutely
2: but hey kind of going back to that Manu comp another Mm -hmm. thing is that's something that like Popovich said like Mm -hmm. when they first drafted him so this isn't something that's like crazy to you know come out of our minds Mm -hmm. and that's exactly what I was thinking when you said that Ethan was if he can really jump in that six-man role now especially with Patty well who knows we don't know who's going to come back but as of right now Patty and Rudy are not on the roster right and so if he can really kind of take that jump as the six-man and have the ball in his hands more instead of it in those guys' hands, he really could thrive in that six-man role.
1: It's going to be very interesting because of the shots that are going to be available. Because Patty took the most threes on the team, because Rudy was right there behind him, you know, DeMar led everything. You know, like all the top three guys, three of uh, out of the four guys that, you know, were doing the offensive output for our squad this year are not going to be on our roster. So it just that goes to – it's very interesting to see, hey, do our young guys get more opportunity or do we bring in some guys free in the free agent market which we're going to talk about here in a little bit. All right, guys, so we're going to take a quick little break, and then when we get right back, we're going to talk about our top three players that we feel like the Spurs can benefit by selecting in this 2021 NBA draft when we get right back. <laughs> hey,
0: isn't we supposed to be having a fiesta? <laughs> Watch this.
1: Just want to remind you guys, if you want to support this show and if you want some official Spurs gear at the same time, all you got to do is go to the link in the description below for Fanatics and Rally House, some official Spurs gear. You can't go wrong by selecting these two guys. Their deliveries on point. They, they're never late. Something about the NBA Fan Shop that I hate is that if you deliver something, it's going to take four or five weeks to get there if it gets there. Fanatics is always there on time guaranteed, right? If you want to get some tickets to any upcoming sporting event, NFL game, preseason NFL, uh, Major League Baseball, uh, whatever it is your jam is, go check out ticketdistributors.com. If you're going to a concert as well, compare your prices. That's all we're saying. Compare your prices at ticketdistributors.com before you make your purchase. See if they got something good for you in the savings world. Again, you can also drop a tip in the tip jar link in the description below, or you can use the YouTube super chat to do that as well. All right, guys. Now we're going to go ahead and get back to Ethan and Jude from SSPN. Back to the show.
0: (laughs) Hey, isn't we supposed to be having a fiesta? (laughs) Watch this.
1: All right, man. So we're in an interesting spot here in the 12th position in this nba lottery first off are you happy with the spot before i go into who do you want who do you like do you think that this is the year that either we need to move up in some in some type of way or maybe even drop a few steps back to select someone in that range um uh, ethan i'm gonna throw it to you first man are you all right with number 12 honestly yeah i'm fine with number
3: 12 Uh, i don't really I don't think moving back would do anything for us. Moving forward, I would be fine with depending on what we give up. And the only player, I mean, other than like Cade Cunningham and, and Mobley, which aren't, I mean, they're one and two. I mean, they're not going mm-hmm. anywhere. But the only other player I would move up for is probably Scotty Barnes. Mm-hmm. And and there is technically a possibility that he could drop to 12. I don't mm-hmm. think that that's going to happen. Uh, but mm-hmm. I still think there, there are several players at that 12th spot that should be available that can benefit the team
1: uh, this year. Yeah, I agree, Jude.
2: Yeah, so I mean, I, I kind of like the 12 spot too, because like I, I'm with Ethan. I, I know that we're, we're with each other a lot if you watch our stuff. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I think that Scotty Barnes is really the only player to move up for. And I don't really know how much I would want to give up for him. Um, obviously, you know, there's a lot of Florida State players that have done well, including Devin Vassell, Patrick Williams. I mean, list goes on and on with how those guys have stood out. Mm-hmm. Um, but just on top of that, I mean, with 12, it it honestly would be nice to have kind of a guy that can sit back a little bit because this is going to be a year where we're trying to, we assume, right, that we're Mm going to try to find out, you know, what these young guys are made of. So Mm -hmm. picking somebody that's not, you know, a top tier talent that could take minutes away from somebody that, you know, is a little bit further on in their career um, and maybe not further on in their development, but a little bit further on and okay, let's, let's see what this, we need to see what this person has. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Like a Lucas Samenich or or something like that. So Mm -hmm. I'm not mad at 12. There there's pros and cons to everything. Um, But I'm with Ethan again. The only thing I'd really move up for is a Scotty Barnes and like, you know, anywhere from like five to nine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I see that Uh, for sure. Scotty Barnes is really, I, I agree out of besides those top two dudes, you know, to fit our team's need. I know we don't draft need. We always draft talent and upside, I feel like, and fit. I always, always harp on fit and culture and all that type of thing. But but Scotty Barnes can help the team. But I think he's going to go top five for sure. I kind of think Cleveland might even take him at three. I don't know why. I feel like that's a good fit. Um. All right, so um, Spurs Nation, make sure you smash that like button right now if you're digging this episode. Make sure to check out SSPN's YouTube channel. The link is in the description below. All right, guys, so let's go over our top three um on our draft boards all right now i'm gonna i'm gonna do y'all a favor i'm gonna go last all right because <laughs> i want to okay. hear i want to hear you guys first okay so um i'll throw it to you guys which one of y'all want to go first
2: Ooh. here ethan you go all what
1: right i'll go first um one of the names
3: that i found that i really like is uzman garuba mm-hmm. the power forward slash technically center from real madrid 6'8, yeah. 230 18 years old He's just the classic Spurs player, in my opinion. He's physical, he's versatile, and he's an excellent defender. Mm-hmm. And he's very capable from the three-point line. Uh, he's not necessarily a three-point shooter, but he's got a nice touch. And with Chip England helping him out in that department, he could definitely turn into a stretch four that can defend multiple positions. Mm-hmm. Um, another guy I like, I mean, everyone's going to have this guy on their board, and that's Kai Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a really tall, athletic center slash power forward from yeah. Texas. He's really young. He's only 20 years old. He's high energy. But the only thing I don't like about Kai Jones is that he is very raw. And mm-hmm. usually the Spurs are good with those guys. They can really develop those yeah. raw talents. But with a, such a young roster, I feel like most people want them to, you know, play now and show us what they're capable of right now. Mm-hmm. And very raw that usually doesn't pan out that way. Usually it takes a couple of years in the G League before they actually show mm-hmm. what they're capable of on the team. Yeah, sure. And uh, lastly for me would be, I don't know if I'm saying his name right, so please forgive me if I am, Alperin Sangun, mm-hmm. the power forward from the Turkish League. He's their MVP this past season. Mm-hmm. He's a six-nine power forward. He could maybe play some small forward and center, one of those guys that the Spurs likes. They can move around different positions. And uh, this season he could help replace Rudy Gay. He improves our size. And he's a terrific pick-and-roll player. And we all know the Spurs love their pick-and-rolls especially if we're going to have Trey Jones as our point guard off the, off the bench. He's a great facilitator. He can, you know, build that chemistry and maybe we can have a a nice duo there scoring for us off the bench.
1: So I love Garuba's impact. You know, you know, he's Mm -hmm. just going to come in day one and just bully some people and make a huge impact on the floor. Exactly. Kai Kai Jones. I agree. Raw potential, raw, a lot of upside, Mm -hmm. a lot of question marks though, too. I I just, I just don't know. And and Shangun, um, like is what I'm hearing is probably one of the better big prospects in this draft. Mm-hmm. Um, just incredibly skilled at 18. Um, has a lot to his bag. All right. So you you you're you're looking at filling the Spurs size issue. It, it yes. looks like it looks like through the draft. Okay. Yes. All right, Jude. Throw me your top three.
2: So I, I actually came in with four and my number one was Scotty Barnes. Okay. But as we've kind of talked about, you know, mm-hmm. Scotty's not gonna be there. So the three that I have. Um, Just starting off, I also have Kai Jones. Um, Mm -hmm. I just think that not only his athleticism, um, his shooting ability, the impact plays that he made at Texas, Mm -hmm. and I know that he is raw, but let's also remember, too, that this year in the Big 12 was, first of all, they were the best conference in college basketball, and it was one of their stronger years in a really long time. So what he did do, even though there are some question marks, which I agree with, like even though he was a decent shooter in college, Mm -hmm. a decent shooter in college, that's not guaranteed to translate yeah. to the NBA at all. No, and that no. is one of the Spurs' biggest problems right now. And yeah. that's what you would like to have him as, as a guy who's 6'11", who can stretch the floor and play a big man role. So mm-hmm. there's question marks with Kai Jones, but I really like his fit. I really like his height. I like the potential of shooting ability. I really believe in Chip England, so I could see that not being an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so so he's my first guy. Um, and then in number two, and honestly, I think that this is, this is the guy that I think I want us to draft, and that's Corey Kispert from Gonzaga. Okay. He's just—he's just knocked down. He's just knocked down. Um, the Spurs have just for so long needed, like, just a, a especially in today's NBA yeah. with the th- the way that the three is going, they just need somebody who's going to knock it down regardless. Um, mm-hmm. He's the size. He's only six seven, and he's you know not going to be as physical of a defender uh, on the perimeter or in the paint as somebody like a Kai Jones but still at the same time, I think he can get better, and it's still going to be better than Keldon, you know, having mm-hmm. to guard some of yeah. these fours at 6'5", even if the strength is there for Keldon and not for Kispert, but, yeah, so I really like that that idea of Corey Kispert. I feel like if we pass on him, mm-hmm. we're there's going to be another team, like, we're going to watch him play, and we're going to be upset that we didn't pick him, um, so <laughs> my right. third one, and my third one is Jalen Johnson from Duke. Um, obviously, okay. he's got some questions with the shot, too, but He's just honestly he's just an athletic for um yeah. who can run the floor. I feel like he'd fit well with our guys. So
1: okay, so I, I'm not mad at it. Uh Corey Crispert is definitely like if you're looking to fill the shooting need, I mean it's him who Franz Wagner. Um yeah.
2: I think and I'm Chrispert's hearing even more like in my opinion is better than Wagner.
1: What about that that guy? I don't know if you know who I'm talking about. The one that played with Luca um the Oh, Luca Garza. Garza, yes, he played with Luca Garza. I can't forget. I can't re- remember his There's name. I just in know... Iowa. Yeah. Yes, and he was just he he was impressing at the Ooh. combine. I think. But Corey Crisper, let me ask you, what's what's his ceiling and what's his floor?
2: So I feel like at worst he's a really good shooter. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's a, he's a guy who's gonna knock down threes. Um, and can position himself. Um, and can play the three and the four. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I that I honestly that's what I feel like his floor is. Um, And then maybe he's not that great defender like that's that's his floor. I think as his ceiling, he's just still just a knockdown shooter, um, you know, 40 percent type of guy um, who also can kind of kind of like a Boris Diaw role. I know that sounds crazy, but I think that because, you know, Kispert's not as physical as Boris, right? But as someone who can stretch the floor, has good passing ability. And I think the culture and the fit too, just coming mm-hmm. out of Gonzaga, I think yeah. that would translate really well to the Spurs. Um, and then I like I said, kind of just going off the ceilings. He's just an above-average defender mm-hmm. <laughs> on the perimeter, probably, mm-hmm. is what we'd hope. So
1: yeah. And if you know what, man, I mean, it's not too far off. The Spurs have interviewed him, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yep, right. Have. So I mean, that that's that says a lot to me. It means that they're actually seriously addressing the issue of shooting. And they also interviewed Kai Jones, right? As well. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I like it. Um, Jalen Johnson. He's someone I, I was kind of high on early, but I kind of feel like it would, he's like also needs a lot of development, but he's a great piece, right? He's almost like a KJ in the sense where he's like, you know, he's going to be successful in some type of way. It's just a matter of time. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And Kai Jones, you know, I, like I said, he he has that upside. I like what you said though, about his six, um, sorry, his uh, stretch four, stretch five um impact that he can bring to the table and i don't know sometimes you just need that athletic guy to just go ahead and throw it up to man i mean mm-hmm. we i wish it was Jacob. i wish yeah. you know how many lobs do we throw to Jacob this year
2: <laughs> not, not very many not,
1: not many right yeah. and it's just like bro why not you know what i mean mm-hmm. is it that no one can make the pass or that Jakob can't catch it or what's, yeah. what's what's the deal? I just I Maybe don't know. Just
2: the chemistry between the guys. I don't know. But it doesn't seem mm-hmm. and I don't it's not saying that like there's bad chemistry between like, you know, mm-hmm. the guards and, and Jakob. I'm just saying like I don't know. I it's it's so weird because that is a really good question. I know that we're trying to harp <laughs> on a lot here, but I, I hadn't thought of that. And I'm like, wait, we're throwing lobs to Drew and he just kind of comes out of nowhere and played. You know, is he just really not that athletic? Like he's seven one. Like he's gotta be able to catch a lob.
1: <laughs> I just can't see him being Tiago's splitter. Like, you know what I mean? I just can't yeah. see it. Tiago was just he was that's who he was. You mm-hmm. know, and it's just like I I think he's trying to force himself to be like a below the rim guy when it's like we actually need him to be a finisher at the rim, you know, because our guys are driving and dishing to him more than more often than not, and and he needs to finish. Um but Corey Crisper, I just had another thought. The only way I can see us taking Corey Crisper is if the Spurs feel like his upside is like Clay Thompson, that okay. he's just like gonna be this in this modern era shooting guard who doesn't need to put the ball on the floor to score, and it just has a trigger like hell. You know what I'm saying? That he's just gonna catch it and just—that's what let it, it looks fly. like on
2: his tape, man. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And that type of player with his size, I can see, I mean, because we had, we've had, like, what, Bryn Forbes, Marco Bellinelli, who are our yeah. primary shooters, Patty Mills. These are all our primary three-point shooters right on the floor, and it just it hasn't been enough. So I'm not mad at it. All right, so my turn. Uh, I had four as well, and the, my first one is, yeah. like, the one that I know that we're not going to get, and that's Moses Moody. I'm very high on Moses Moody. I really like his upside, I like his fit into in today's era. I like how he how he's sneaky athletic, but he plays low to the ground. Uh his shot is so um smooth, it's it's very efficient with his like energy flow. Reminds me a lot of uh, a young Steven Jackson. It's what I what I like to com- comp him to. Um but besides Moses Moody, um, I'm sorry, yeah, Moses Moody. At 12, in no particular order, Josh Giddy. I think the Spurs need a guy who can make this game easier. Just someone come in here and make it easier, make the right passes, find the open guy. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes it's a little, we're a little bit too just hitting our head on the wall with this just drive and kick and drive and drive and drive and drive. And how many 24 shot clock violations did we get just because we weren't, no one was ready to pull or make a right play? So I don't know. I feel like Josh Giddy's a guy who can make an easy pass, find someone that's open for an easy bucket, kind of like Tyrese Halliburton. That was my big um, pro on him last year was I feel like he's just a great passer, great mind. He's just, you know, and it showed this year that he can come in and just push the ball and find guys in transition and, and just do make us make them a lot better. All right. So Josh Giddey, Um, And then the next one is a guy that the Spurs have also interviewed and that's um, Keon Johnson. Right. I think Keon Johnson sneakily has, has the potential to be like Devin Vassell esque, where it's like, he might be the best fit Spurs wise. I think like on on paper, like he's a th- he's a he's a defensive first, like defensive potential is through the ceiling, and he has some offensive game that we can maybe develop over the years. I kind of feel like he would be a good get for us too. And then also, um, um, uh, shoot, who's my my last guy here? Um, let me pull it up real quick. Okay, Zaire Williams, right mm. now. Okay. His his scoring upside is what I like. I like the fact that he knows how to get his shot off. And an, an, like another thing, I feel like buckets are hard. Buckets are hard to get. If it wasn't Demar DeRozan or a wide open something, you know what I'm saying? Or, or DJ on the on the on his elbow jumper, mid range jumper, buckets were hard to get, bro. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's the whole thing behind my mindset. It's like we need to bring someone in who can help us either put the ball in the hole, find easy baskets to put in the hole. Um or be able to spot up and, and hit the open three like I feel like Moses Moody can. You know what I mean? So kind of filling that shooting spot. Um, Moses Moody does for me. But yeah, so that's that's what I that's that's who I would draft. So I'm not mad at any of y'all's big boards. So we have about three more weeks and then we'll find out, man. It's gonna be very exciting. It's gonna be very exciting. All right, guys. So we're gonna take one more quick break and then we're gonna go any over any free agent targets that you guys might have. All Sounds right. good. We get right back. <laughs>
0: Supposed to be having a fiesta. Watch this. All
1: right, guys. Just want to remind you: if you're enjoying this episode, smash that like button down below. Chant, go Spurs, go! When you do that, it really helps me, uh, helps us in the YouTube world, and other Spurs fans like you find content from us. Hit that subscribe button and the notification bell to be notified when we go live. There's a bunch of ways that you guys can support this channel, and they're all in the links in the description below. You can follow us on our podcast feed on Apple or Spotify, wherever you get your podcast gem on. We're there, Spurs Nation. So make sure that you check out the links in the description below. You can drop a tip. You can um, join the Patreon. uh, You you can go buy some Spurs gear using the Fanatics link in the description, however you want to do it. I appreciate y'all just hanging out. And hanging out with me today. And um, thanks, big thanks to the guys from SSPN uh, to join me today. It's been a lot of fun. Um, So thank you, Spurs Nation, for hanging out. Just to let you guys know about the giveaway this uh, coming in August 7th. It's a Fiesta logo, original painting. This is just a a picture of the artist at work. Um, But it's going to be really dope when it comes out. And I'll be tweeting that out and getting it on my Instagram. So make sure to follow me on Instagram at Spurs Film Room across all social media on Spurs Film Room. All right, guys, we're going to get back to the show.
0: (laughs) Hey, isn't we supposed to be having a fiesta? (laughs) Watch this.
1: Shout out to Frenchie Betts in the chat room right now. Patreon member, thank you for hanging out with us, Frenchie. Um, And Greg, thank you for dropping the name earlier. Uh, I put it up on screen. That that guy that we're talking about, the shooter from Iowa, Joe Weisskamp is his name um check him out i mean i think the spurs might i don't know i don't know if he'll fall to the second round but he's definitely someone to keep our eyes on all right so let's talk a little bit about free agency um again guys sspn youtube link in the description below go ahead and hit that when you guys can um are there any guys on your free agent board that is like man he would put us over the edge um uh, ethan i'm gonna go ahead and throw them to you And, and then you can tell me if there's just anyone else that you just like to be a part of the team uh, define edge. Are we talking championship or are we talking playoffs? <laughs> Maybe like like playoff edge, like where it's like, yo, playoff like, edge. like you know, Chris Paul too, even though Chris Paul's going to mm-hmm. be a free agent, I'm not saying a Chris Paul level guy, but he was that edge guy that was like, mm-hmm. oh, they're going to go from not being a playoff team for 10 years to probably making the playoffs. You know what I'm gotcha. saying? Something like gotcha. that.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, the most obvious one that I think will not happen, there's no chance, but it's still the best one would be Kawhi Leonard.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: but moving past Kawhi, I yeah. think the- another guy that I think can really push us and help us get to those playoff spot and fill a lot of needs is John Collins from Atlanta. Um, Now I realize that this is probably less likely, especially now that Atlanta uh, went all the way to the Eastern conference finals, uh, which I did not expect. I expected them to lose to Philly and really, I almost thought they were going to lose to New York. So if if one of those two things had happened, I would say we have a much better shot at getting John Collins Mm -hmm. uh, because he fits that, that Position that we need, which is that power forward. He could start for us. He could stretch the floor. He's bigger than Keldon, So he would be able to defend some of those larger, more athletic power mm-hmm. forwards that we had difficulty with. Um, but yeah, he would be fantastic. And I think that we would definitely make the playoffs if he were on our team, but he is restricted. So the yeah. odds of that happening now are a lot slimmer. Um, other guys that come to mind, Laurie Markkinen has been talked about a lot. And Jude and I have talked about Laurie Markkinen. I mm-hmm. like his talent. I like what he brings to the team offensively. But mm-hmm. at a certain point, you have to ask yourself, is this guy the player that he's going to be? Because he's mm-hmm. been in the league for a few years now, and he really hasn't improved all that much. In fact, he's kind of gotten worse at, at the offensive side of the ball, which is his strength. And defensively, we all know he's a little bit of a liability. Um, and the third and probably biggest guy that I could see really helping us. I think he's another restricted free agent and we've talked about him before Jude. And that's Jared Allen uh, with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. Now would he start or would Jakob start that we would have to figure that out. But I think Jared Allen has more upside than Jakob and he fits that defensive identity and he is more athletic. You talked about lobs. Jared mm-hmm. Allen can go get you some lobs. Yeah. Um, so I think that those three guys could probably put us into the playoffs for sure. It's just a, uh, what's the likelihood of us getting them? Yeah. Probably very slim.
1: So, so you got to sell me on Jared, Jared Allen, man. Uh, you're not really? the only, you're not the only one. Like a lot of people here in this chat room, probably like Jared Allen too. Um, and shout out to Greg Castillo. Thanks for the tip, man. Uh, SSPN for life. Absolutely. Make sure to go subscribe to their channels guy. Um, all right. So I feel like it's just like, if you're going to have Jared Allen, why have Jakob? You know, have one of them. I, I just can't mm-hmm. see us having both of them um, because I don't know if the role is really going to be different for any, if, if any, I don't think we're going to run stuff for Allen. I don't think we're going to be looking. I mean, I don't know. I like him. He's a great player. Did he play for UT? He played for yes. UT, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. He's in Austin all the time. I hear that, you know, just like at lifetime at the weight room and stuff like that. <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, I just, I would like him on our team. I just, can't, I don't, I don't think I'd be able to sleep at night with him and Jakob <laughs> both on our roster.
2: Really? Yeah,
1: yeah interesting. Mm-hmm. What do you Yeah, think- I just I just don't know. I don't know.
2: What do you think about that, Ethan?
3: I mean, I understand where he's coming from because they both play a very similar role, defensive-minded centers that can't shoot. Um mm-hmm. and I think that like I said, Jared Allen just has a lot more upside and I could see him replacing Jakob. And we also have to remember Jakob usually plays better when he's coming off the bench for some reason. Remember how mm. high everyone was when LaMarcus was starting? We were like, give it to Jakob. He's way better than LaMarcus. Give in it to Toronto, Jakob.
2: Toronto the way he mm-hmm. played. And so we
3: put him in the starting lineup. And I mean, not to say that he's been played badly. I think he's met expectations, but people are still a little upset by his productivity. Um,
1: and really did where I see, come did from. Did you see that tweet that came out yesterday or that report? He had an interview yesterday. Jakob did. Did you see that?
3: I think, I think I saw it with the Austrian team, yeah, right?
1: Yeah, and I think what he said was that he felt he didn't live up to his own expectations. But then here he was last year talking about, hey, I'm going to go look for opportunity elsewhere because I want a bigger role. Do y'all remember that too? I don't remember that. Y'all remember that? Remember. Last offseason, Jakob was a free agent, right? And we brought him back on a pretty solid deal, man. I mean, like a very realistic deal for yeah. Jakob, I feel like. And I think he's a guy that needs to come off the bench too, but I don't think he thinks he's a guy that, that should be coming off the bench. If that mm. makes any sense. Um, but, but Jared Allen does have a lot of upside. Uh, sorry for interrupting. You're on a, Oh no, you're good. You're good. Yeah. Um, uh, my last point, we're just going to be, I don't think other than shooting, I think it was pretty
3: obvious that size was our biggest weakness and Jared Allen definitely solves that. And I'm, uh, as big of a supporter of Drew Eubanks as anybody. I think he's one of our, He's, he's my favorite player on the team. I know mm-hmm. his his talent level is probably the least on the team, but I still love him to death. And he replacing mm-hmm. Drew Eubanks or replacing Jakob and relegating Jakob to the bench would only you know benefit the team.
1: Yeah. Hey man, you're not alone. I love Drew. I I have <laughs> seen Drew play in Austin. I've seen him play in uh in Vegas like two years ago. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm I'm I was when it was the Drew. I don't know if you guys were like aware of the like the people were saying we need to keep either Chemezi or Drew. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was on the Drew train the whole time, just chugging away. I'm like, there's no way that Chemezi – I'm like, one, I've seen Chemezi play too, but Chemezi – everyone likes the idea of Chemezi. Oh, Chemezi can – That's what everybody liked about Chemezi was what he could mm, be, not what what he he was. he could be, exactly. And (laughs) Drew was like, you know what he is. But yep. you get it every single night. You get it every single night with Drew. And I always thought that was way more valuable than than Chemezi's upside. And, um, and sure enough, I think the Spurs did too, man. So, um, all right, Jude, free agents out there.
2: So, so mine will be pretty similar to Ethan's. We actually, I think we did an episode where we kind of went pretty in depth with that, with this. Mm-hmm. So you can check it out on YouTube or Apple, what, whatever you want to do. Um, but, but just talking about the free agents right now. Yeah. John Collins was the guy that I think mm-hmm. was number one on our, both of our boards going into this, probably a lot of Spurs fans boards. Obviously mm-hmm. there's a little episode with DeJounte in the middle of the season and people were like, Oh, I don't know. And I was like, no, that, <laughs> that, that, that yeah. I won't, that won't, that won't change it. But nah, nah. what will change it is the Atlanta Hawks being in game seven of the Eastern conference finals. Mm-hmm. And with that happening, I think that it's, it's most likely out of the picture. Jared Allen is another guy that I really like. Um, I think you bring up some great points about Yaka personally and where he's at mentally that I just straight up didn't know about. Um, so that is an interesting angle there because me and Ethan have been talking about it. Like I would love to move Yaka back to the bench. He was great mm-hmm. when he played there, but if there's some issues and some things that, you know, he doesn't feel like he should be playing there, mm-hmm. then Maybe that's something that, um, you know, we'll have to address in the future. Mm -hmm. But going back to free agents, Jared Allen is another person that I'd really like. But there's even been stuff coming out about him about how he wants to go back to Cleveland. and And they're looking to trade Colin Sexton and build around him and Darius Garland. So what that leaves me with is literally like the one guy that I can really think of. I, there's not really too many free agents that I'd like, but this guy will just fill a need for us if we feel like we need to get to this point. And that's like Kelly O'Linick. I know that sounds mm. crazy, but he's 6'11". He's a stretch four. He's not going to be crazy on defense. We can sign him on like a one and one or you know something yeah. like that. He'll probably get some other offers. So there might be stuff to work work out there. Um, and maybe we decide not to pursue him, but that's just somebody that I'm thinking it's not anything crazy, but mm-hmm. you know, if it gets to the point to where Lucas Samanich literally can't play mm-hmm. um, Kelly Olynyk is somebody we could play there that could help size and shooting. So,
1: so, so Kelly, yeah, that's not, that's not too bad. I know. Um, I think it was Tom Petrini. I don't know if you guys followed Tom. He was high on Kelly Olenek too, um, because he balled out in Houston when he got traded sure. to Houston. And some people say empty calories, right? Like it was just a bunch of empty stats, but I, I I don't I don't think you can just disregard it as a whole. It's like no, these are his yeah. skill sets, and when given opportunity and certain looks or whatever, he might be able to be pretty damn good. And he was with Miami. If you're if you've ever been with Miami, you're a good player. You know, you're a hard nosed guy who goes to work. You know what I'm saying? And those are the Spurs type of guys. So I like I like Kelly Olenek, too, and I would love him on a like a one on one a a one year second year option type deal. Um, all right, so let's talk about John Collins. All right, so John Collins, uh, I just like the rest of Spurs Nation had probably liked this guy for a few years he was unhappy blah 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 he doesn't get along with Trey young blah 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 the coach's favorite blah 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 coach got fired Nate Mcmillan came in and it was like bro they just totally um flipped the script right mm-hmm. so maybe it, it did have a lot to do with offensive philosophy and just in philosophy in general with the coaches um because yeah I mean after he had that highlight where he dunked it let's go back <laughs> where He dunked it and he's like I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. I was against New York. I was like, he's not leaving. I was yeah, like, he, no. he's not leaving Atlanta. I was like, he, he's going to make himself, I don't know how much money, just on that little clip alone. And exactly. I was just like, he's going to stay with Atlanta. He benefits there. from. They hide his flaws there perfectly with the cast around him. Um, now, if he was just, but, but here's my thing, though, too. This happens all the time. Where guys have breakout years in the playoffs and then leave the next year for a payday, right? I mean, like Jeremy Grant was with the Denver Nuggets, right, and had a great season with the Denver Nuggets, and you would think, oh wow, man, went he could be great. Yeah, went straight to the, that cash, bro. <laughs> and Detroit was like, here you go, man, come over here, and he was just like, I, I'm going go over there. You know what I'm saying? So it happens, you know. And so I don't rule it out, but I would hate. I was talking about this on Monday on on my uh, on my show. I was I would just hate for us to overpay somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and bring them into the fold that, you know, that is going to make more than everybody on our team. Hasn't had an ounce of Spurs way dropped into them. Right. Because it's very important. San Antonio, let's be real. Um, you know, and so I just, I I feel like he's a Spurs guy. Definitely. I just don't want to overpay him. So if he was like, Hey, I'll take a reasonable 19, 18, you know, 20, maybe even max would be the furthest I would ever even want to go with, with him. Same, um, Because he's not that game changer. He's, you know, he's not going to be your number one or number two guy. So why would you pay him like a number one or two guy? At least how we pay them in San Antonio, right? Mm-hmm. We paid LaMarcus and DeMar, 26, 27, to be the guys that take all the shots. You know, we're going to, I don't know how we do that with John Collins. So I would like him on the team. I just don't want to overpay him. Jared Allen, again, you guys, you guys are, are, Swaying me a little bit. I would like to see him in the Spurs jersey, that fro, shh, man, running up and down the blank center in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: the blank center. Yeah. It
1: <laughs> it's not the, It's not going to be the AT&T no. center, I don't think, after next year. Pain, right? um, pain. Yep. I know. Um, I, I'm i not – you guys are selling me a little bit on it. Who was the, the other one I think you mentioned uh, right here at the end? Kelly Olenek. Kelly Olenek. Okay. We talked about Kelly. Okay, good. Um, all right. So my whole thing with this season is like, are we pushing the reset button or not? Right? Like is DeMar going? If Demar's going to go, then we don't need to bring in like another player to fill DeMar's output. We need to be mm-hmm. dele- you know, delegating that output elsewhere on the team. Right? Yeah. So if that's what we're going to do, what do we, how do we need to help this team? And in free agency, size is one of my big ones, right? So you guys are hitting it on the head. All you guys want to, I mean, you guys want to bring in size as well. Veteran leadership and shooting, right? Are what we're going to need. Cause we're not going to have our veterans anymore. Like if Patty Mills, please. I want Patty Mills to be the Udonis Haslam of the San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's, Come that's back on a Venom deal. My God, please. <laughs> forever. Bro, don't yeah. worry about making 10 million. Now you're going to make, you know, 20 million over the next eight years. Uh, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Just like give it to him, like in a long-term type of under the table, whatever type deal. Um, but other than that, though, I really think that we need to go out and get shooters. We really need to get mm-hmm. shooters. And that's why I'm okay with passing on Corey Crispert in the draft is because I feel like right now, let's get some guys that are going to for sure be able to knock it down. And when I went on on Monday, there was a few that I pulled out. Um, Doug, uh, Duncan Robinson, right? He's restricted. Um, but hey, man, can we offer them more than Miami wants to offer them? We have the money to kind of do some things like that this year. Um, Doug McDermott, um, Joe Harris, uh, Alec Burks, Tim Tim Hardaway Jr. Um, Alec Burks, um, he's in New York, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He played well. Um. So, um, Torrey Craig right now for Phoenix. I'm here's here's another thing. I'm also up to just going to get whoever we can from Milwaukee and Phoenix. Like any of those free agents, any of those players that are making their name right now, Hey, let's, they're coming off a championship run. They're, they'll bring that experience to the team. You know what I'm saying? Some, some of the mm-hmm. guys like Bobby Portis I know that's like size. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I wouldn't mind bringing someone like him into the and fold
2: with knowing coach, Bud. very similar yeah. there too. So that, that could be a good fit.
1: Maybe we can pay Bobby Portis more than most teams want to, you know what I'm saying? But um, you know, so that's kind of like the moves that I think we should make. So as long as we bring in shooting in some type of way during free agency, I think that just makes this team better. Because I'm, I'm trying to think, how does this roster right now get better? At Like you guys said, at size, at shooting. We're going to need some veterans in the house, you know what I'm saying, to do some stuff, mm-hmm. right, and keep this team in, in check. But honestly, I think if we turn over the keys to DeJounte and Derek, um, that's the way to go. That's the way to go. All I right,
2: one, guys. I 100% agree with you. And, mm-hmm. and the thing the thing is, it's like, I think we just want the Spurs to choose where they're at because mm-hmm. it was like they were in a championship scenario. I know This will be the second time I've mentioned this on here. They're mm-hmm. in a championship scenario yeah, with Rudy Gay, LaMarcus Aldridge, and, you know, all the yeah. Kawhi. Mm-hmm. And then now it's like those moves are still, you know, it's finally now we have the chance to choose what we want to be. So yeah. hopefully we choose to to roll with the guys that we've paid that are young and hopefully they can exceed that contract and be all-stars.
1: Absolutely. We don't know what they can what they can be until the opportunity is given to them. And that's very hard to earn in San Antonio is opportunity. Right. When you have veterans on the squad. I was talking about it yesterday, the Monday at that point. I was like the Spurs aren't a team that's going to go to the bottom to come all the way back up to the top. And it's like we showed that with the whole Kawhi era. It's like, bro, we were dominating the Warriors in that game. Um, when that happened, we were about to do something special that year. And then it was gone just out of our hands. So, yeah, this is the end of that saga. Technically, right with the free agents coming off. So, what do Thank we do? God, <laughs> I know, I hope so. But let me tell you what—I, I, I'm one of the few that on this show. I'm not going to like go back on what I've been saying for like all weeks now. So, I wouldn't mind if we keep Demar. I just don't think Demar is like your number one guy. You don't build your offense around Demar, but he's a piece to the puzzle that because that's what everybody says about him anyway. He can really help a championship team win. He can help them too. I know we're not a championship team, but hey, that's one direction that we can go with all this cap space is to try to put another big time guy next to demar but then i like, like like who we're talking about there's not a lot of big name players out there honestly i think Kawhi, like you said ethan is might be the best fit for mm-hmm. like your top you know those top four or five guys who is it like chris paul it's um Kawhi. I'm trying to think mike conley you know yeah. like these these are the names at the top of the free agent list this year demar de rosen to me is better than all those guys except for Kawhi, a yeah. healthy Kawhi, right um, but yeah, I don't know. Well, that's, that's a whole different discussion for a whole other day about <laughs> Kawhi's return to San Antonio. So thank you guys, um, first off, for hanging out with me. Um, Ethan, Jude, um, Jude, I'll let you go first. Why don't you let these guys know, everyone that's watching right now, where they can find you uh, on Twitter and then and wherever else you get your jam on?
2: Yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter at Jude McLaren. I post a lot of stuff. Um, you know, I'll post commentary on the NBA, the UFC. I'm a big UFC fan as well. Um, you can hit me up, ask me about anything, any YouTube stuff, I'd love to collab, do any of that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I post a, I also post, you know, for the San Marcus record. Um, I work for the newspaper there. So if you're a fan of Texas State Sports, if you're a graduate from the area, you can check that out and we talk with coaches and players and all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, Jude McLaren on Twitter, um, Instagram. Uh, And on YouTube as well. And it's literally just my name. I've got a unique one. So Mm. uh, I was able to steal that username. So, yeah, that's it. And and thank you for having me on, man. I appreciate it.
1: No problem. Ethan, why don't you shout out uh, to Spurs Nation right now where they can find you? You can find me on
3: Twitter. All my sports stuff goes through Twitter. It's Ethan underscore Quintero. It's exactly how my name is spelled. Anything I do San Antonio Spurs related or SSPN related, will be on that Twitter. And reach out to me if you have anything, like any questions or concerns or want to talk sports, just let me know. And, of course, our YouTube channel, you said it was in the link description, SSPN, stands for Spurs Sports Programming Network. And uh, we hope you guys come over and look at our channel just like you look at a Spurs Film Room because we all we, we all love the Spurs.
1: Hey, man, that's that was a really good name. You guys hit it out of the park with that one. It's so simple. <laughs> It's like why didn't anyone think about this? You know what I'm saying? That's what we
2: thought when we were making it. We were like, because Ethan was like, "Hey, like, what do we, what do we want to, we want to do it because, you know, the Spurs don't get a lot of coverage." And I'm like, "Wait, ESPN doesn't give the Spurs coverage. Let's just make a Spurs sspn Let's just make a Spurs ESPN. ESPN. There you go.
1: Perfect. (laughs) I know, man. I loved it, man. So that's why I was like, "Oh, this is one." The logo was cool. So I clicked on the channel. And then uh, and then I started watching y'all's content, and you guys are clean. You guys are crisp. You're, you're, you know your stuff. Um, you guys get to the point. you know, So I love y'all's takes, man. So thank you guys, first off, for hanging out with Spurs Film Room and, and hanging out with the show. We'll do it again some, sometime soon for sure. Um, if you guys ever need anything from me, you guys know where to find me. Spurs Nation, um, give it up to SSPN here. Again, like they were saying, the link is in the description below. Uh, so make sure that you guys go and hit that link. Great Spurs content over there. Shout out to these guys for hanging out. Spurs Nation, thank you for hanging out. Thank you for joining this episode. Wherever you are in the world, let me know in the chat or if you're watching this post live, let me know in the comments where you are uh, because this is an international group of amigos, like we say here, in Spurs Nation. Um, So I can't wait to get with you guys again and to to see you guys next week, I believe on uh, Monday. We'll go live on Monday, guys. All right, so... Shout out Spurs Nation. Thank you for liking this video, hitting that notification bell, and subscribing to the channel. And we out. Go Spurs, go. Hey,
0: isn't we supposed to be having a fiesta? Watch this.